You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, it's soft-spoken Nikki Glazer, the host of the You Up podcast, the one that you're listening to. Hey, I just want to let you know before we get into the podcast, I am going on tour in 2020, starting January 24th. We're kicking things off in Boston, ending things in Orlando at some point in April or May. A lot of cities in between, and I want you there. It's my first theater tour. It's a big deal for me. It's the Bang It Out tour. Now, you can get tickets right now for a special price because you are my biggest fans if you use code BANGIN, B-A-N-G-I-N, at checkout. Um, go to NikkiGlazer.com slash tour for all the tour dates, but I want to see you there. I hope you buy a meet and greet so we can talk in person. I love you so much for listening to this podcast. You guys are my truest fans, and um, I want you to get these tickets before they sell out because, bitch, I'm blowing up, and um, these shows are going to sell out. So get on it now. It's a great Christmas gift. It's a great birthday gift. Come alone to the shows if you can't find friends. Go alone. It'll be so much fun. You'll meet someone. I'm already connecting two people that are going alone to my Tampa shows, and I'm so excited that I might have made a love connection. But go get tickets. It's the Bangin' Out Tour, NikkiGlazer.com slash tour. And uh, check out all the dates. Use code BANGIN for special pricing. And um, also, why don't you watch my Netflix special, Bangin', now available. October 1st, it launched. It was this week. It was very exciting. The feedback I've been getting is so great. I'm sure you guys have already seen it because you love me. But if you haven't, watch it this weekend and then bang it out. Tour. Oh, no. I almost got through this whole podcast without an announcement from the flight attendant. But And by the way, podcast, no. There's a lot of announcements from flight attendants later on in the show. But I wanted to get through this little intro part and I did it. Let's start the show. Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Is the You Up podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Glazer. You know me. You lo- Oh, God. I'm so sorry about these announcements that are going to be happening. I just can't help it. I'm at the airport. This is the only time I could record this. I recorded a whole podcast in my um, Uber on the way here, and it didn't save. So that was devastating. I told you guys a lot of stuff, um, a lot of things to go through. I've had a couple interesting last couple days um, in Los Angeles. Came out here to do Joe Rogan's podcast. Worth it. Built a whole trip around it. Um, And uh, it was so much fun. I went there yesterday and I got to play with his dog for about a half hour before we even started recording. And I don't usually like golden retrievers. I'm just kind of over them. I feel like I'm like, I get it. You get all the attention in the world. You're the best dog. Everyone wants you. They get enough love. I'm usually just like, pass. I'll move on to a rescue animal. And then, I don't know, this dog... I mean, I wasn't going to have that attitude with Joe Rogan's dog, no matter what it was. But I swear to God, this dog, we locked eyes. And it just came bounding towards me like it knew me. And then it just let me snuggle it and hug it so much. And it, like, was so clean... Rich people's dogs are so clean. I mean, I hate... Whenever I pet a dog, I love petting dogs, but my hand is ruined. I just have to, like, hold it outside my body until I can find a place to wash it for, like, however long that takes. Um, If you're Andrew Collin, it could take a lifetime. But um, doesn't wash his hands. We all know that. But I just really hate dogs dog dander and this dog I was getting in and my hands I could have licked them this dog was the cleanest animal I've ever seen in my life and um 
it was so much fun. I just was like in love with it. And then we took a picture afterwards. There's a really sweet picture that Joe posted on his Instagram of me with the dog. And um, that I was just saying goodbye to him because we just, I just spent so much time with this dog, like getting affection and it was just so needed. I was craving animal affection yesterday. Human, animal, humans are animals. But listen, when you can't get human, you take a dog. And um, that sounds like I'm fucking dogs, but uh, no, that's, I don't do that anymore. Um, no, it was just really nice. I needed it. And then I was, yeah, I was saying goodbye to the dog and he got the biggest boner, which flattered. No, the dog had a red rocket because it was like comfortable or whatever or horny. I don't know. I, it wasn't, I'm not taking it personally. Maybe I should. But this dog had the hugest dick ever, and it looked like it was crazy. I was like, Joe, your dog has such a big penis. And, um, of course, Joe Rogan's dog has a big dick. I mean, this dog leads the best. It literally has the best life of any creature on planet Earth. All it does is play and exercise and run and podcast. It has its own podcast. I'm doing it next time I come in town, if they can fit me in. God, I hate these announcements. They take too long. The woman's voice is annoying. As I speak with my annoying voice. My voice is so shot, dude. It's so shot. I've been talking too much. I did a podcast that didn't even record today. I talked to Joe Rogan for three hours yesterday. Then this morning, I had to wake up and do a radio tour, which is where you sit. You sit on the phone and your publicist patches you into different radio stations. I did, I think, 12 radio stations. 10 minutes each um, and just one after the next, no break in between. So it was two hours of constant talking and like, you know, you can't really get a conversation flowing for 10 minutes. So it's, it's two hours of like, hi guys. Thank you. Good to be here. Like just, you know, boring pleasantries. And let me say, I was not happy with how that radio tour went. I love doing radio. I talked about Joe with it with Joe yesterday. I love going into different morning radio stations and seeing what their dynamic is and trying to fit in and trying to, you know, shock them a little bit and having fun and just it's fun to go in and just make an impression and kind of take over. And I'm really good at radio, so they're always like grateful to have me there because I'll say funny stuff and we all have a good time. I have great relationships with so many morning shows around the country. I've been doing it for 10 years, you know, I've been doing comedy for 16 years, but I've been on radio regularly for 10. And, um, and then this tour, I mean, I was calling these stations or they were being, you know, I was being patched through these stations. I would say seven out of the 12 all these guys had to watch my special in preparation for the interview, or at least they were told to, and some of them did, and some of them didn't, but most of them did. And I got to say, so many of these dudes introduced me as Nikki Glazer. Uh, what a mess. What's going on with you, girl? What's happening? You're falling apart. And I'm like, okay, even if you think my material makes me seem like I'm falling apart or I'm such a mess or my life is in disarray or I'm depressed and crazy. Can you just kind of acknowledge the fact that putting together an hour of material and having it be cohesive and joke, 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 and tell a story is impressive, even if you think the content is crazy? Would a crazy person be able to do that? Perhaps. But can you just say something nice? There was this one guy, 
and he legit was just like not being nice to me. He started off calling me a mess and I go, um, you're projecting, but that's fine. You think you're a mess and, and you were triggered by my special, but, um, nice to talk to you guys. How are you doing? And then we, then that was awkward, but I just was like tired and at my wits end with these fucking shock jocks who are threatened by a funny woman or whatever it is, or a highly sexual woman because they're not getting laid in their own loveless marriages. And so they're resentful of me. I don't know what it was, but they, I had some bad energy from a lot of these guys this morning and I really hated it. But this one guy could not give me a compliment to save my life about my special. He was just like, and I watched the special and wow, it's a lot, man. That's a lot. You know, they do this thing where they're like, don't watch this special with your kids. Don't watch it with your grandparents. And it's like, who is watching comedy specials with their children or with their grandparents? I'm sorry. It's like, I, I'm i sorry to take away precious time from you with your two-year-old. But like, why is it that I, I bet people that make rated R movies don't hear, don't watch this with your kid. Yeah, it's rated R. Why would I watch it with my kid? It's just so annoying. Don't watch this with your parents. Do you watch comedy specials with your parents? If you do, you're cool, but like most people don't. So don't, you don't even need to say that. It's just a way of making me feel like I'm dirty or wrong or somehow different than the rest of the comedians. Whatever. I'm obviously insecure about it or else this wouldn't bother bother me so much. Whenever you're upset and someone makes you upset, you should analyze why it's making you so upset. And it's probably because you secretly feel that what they think about you is true deep in your heart deep in your soul so yeah anyway um so this guy goes uh yeah um so i watched your special pretty good um oh but i gotta say we gotta talk about the roast of alec baldwin i mean that was incredible you killed you killed you absolutely destroyed and i go that's interesting because when you started that sentence i didn't know you were capable of giving a compliment but turns out you can you can oh my gosh a a bomb dog is sniffing my bag right now that's so cute he's so happy he didn't find anything but like he definitely sniffed my backpack and gave it a good old sniffing i want to pet that fucking dog so bad but he has a collar on or a a thing on that says do not pet i'm not gonna touch you i want to bye (laughs) okay please please Give it a pet on behalf of me. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> this guy just pet the dog for me because he's a security guard. That was really nice. Um, so anyway, that guy pissed me off. I go, it looks like you're capable of a compliment. And then his radio team was like dead air because I insulted their boss, you know, like they're the co-hosts. And I and this guy is like, hey, Chuck, Chuck, Jeff, or whatever the fuck his name was. God, I hated that guy. Any guy that like is tells me I'm a mess, just you're you're so threatened and you're so miserable and you are dying to fuck me probably. I don't know if that's the case, but I'd like to think so. You know, I'd like to think so. Um, the the show this week was so fun to do. We started off in New York City, three shows: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then why is there music blaring? Okay, because I'm at a Southwest Gate and they're having a putt putt competition that they need music for I guess why am I so mad people are just having fun I just want to tape a goddamn podcast oh I'm watching a girl eat a sandwich too and she is tucking into it oh she's pregnant god to have an excuse to eat 
a sandwich. Un unburdened. I need to eat for two. Um, I actually did treat myself to a um, coffee bean and tea leaf ice blended. And I don't think they're vegan. I didn't check. The powder might have a little bit of dairy in it. And I feel bad about that. But I just needed it. My throat hurts so bad. And I wanted to feel icy cold goodness. You know? Down my throat. It feels so good. I'm just like... My throat hurts. I'm trying to talk from a different part of my body. From my head and my face. From my face and my nose. That's where the sound's supposed to come from now. If I talk like that, this is how it sounds. But it has to be a very conscious effort. And I sound like robot. But I talk too much from... Oh, someone just scored a hole-in-one. That was the cheering you heard. Guys, what's going on? Um, some other stuff that happened... On my LA trip. I did Joe Rogan's show. I went to go see a bird. Not a bird, but some birds. I really needed animal affection yesterday, like I said. And I got it with Joe Rogan's dog, thank God. Because I went to a bird shop right after Joe Rogan's show. Because I wanted to go just like pet some birds and hang out with some birds. You know, I'm a bird girl. A bird girl. And I went to go just like see some parrots. I was going to buy them some toys. So I justified going to the shop and not buying anything. And, um... And they were closed and I was devastated and I went and got a foot massage and it was the worst foot massage I've ever had in my life. He used so much lotion. It was like slippery. I was slipping around in my shoes all night. I couldn't get the lotion off my feet and he wouldn't do harder pressure. He just, I kept saying harder, harder and he would not change at all. And he just shook his head. No. So I don't know what that was about, but it was only $15 for a half hour. I mean, that is criminal. Tipped him 10 bucks. I'm a good person. Um, Let's get to the first show of the week, Monday's show. God, this was a fun one. Josh Gondelman was in studio. Josh Gondelman is, uh, has won Emmys for his writing on Last Week Tonight, HBO's Last Week Tonight. He currently works with Jesus and Miro, and he currently has a book out called Nice Try, which is a collection of essays. It's kind of like a, he's like a modern-day David Sedaris, or I guess a younger David Sedaris for a new generation. Just hilarious joke writer, packed with hilariousness I've already read two chapters I loved it did I bring it with me no I think I left it in New York but um, I really recommend this book if you like uh, humorist writings as he's written for the New Yorker New York Times and he has a new book out nice try Josh Gondelman and Anya Marina the thing about Josh Gondelman and the reason his book is called nice try is because he's so nice that's like what he's known for is just being the nicest guy in comedy he's also known for brilliant joke writing but um Anyone who knows him is like, that guy is the nicest guy you've ever met. And he legitimately, I would put him at the t top three nicest people I've ever met in my life. And I asked him about that. I'm like, how have you, as this nice guy, not gotten trapped in the friend zone more? How are you married? How have you had so many girlfriends? How does that happen? How do you transition from being a nice guy to be taken seriously sexually? And um, he kind of explained that. And I was aroused. No, I wasn't. But... Um, it was interesting. I discovered a lot of things about men and dating. This whole podcast this week is about dating. All of my guests, I mean, obviously I'm thinking about a lot. It's usually a topic that comes up a couple times in the podcast every week, but every clip this week is about dating, and I'm excited to walk you through it. So here's Monday's episode with Josh Gondelman and Anya Marina. Have you been friend-zoned before? Have women just been like, oh, he's just, he's so, like, where, how do you shift between sure. those two? I think... You have to 
Because a lot of guys listening are nice guys yeah. and get friend zoned. I, I myself get friend zoned. What would be your advice? I one, it's very nice to have friends. I'm like very pro friendship. <laughs> yes. That's like a thing. Aww. And being married is like a very uh liberating thing for friendship because I'm never trying to hook up with someone, so I'm always, I, I mean, other than my wife. Sure. <laughs> uh, but, like, I, I'm never, like, trying to, like, hook up or flirt with strangers. So, like, when I meet someone, I feel like this incredible clarity of purpose of, like, this is either business or friendship, and it's there's no weird ulterior motive. So I, like, love friends. But before. Yes. So before, it was, it was different. And I think there are some there in my when I was younger in my like teens and early twenties when I was dating, I I had people tell me that I was too nice, and I think I I say it in the book too, but it's like that's just a euphemism for like I'm not really interested in fucking you, but it's you seem sweet, and that's totally fine. But I also think I got that less as I became older because I was nice, but not nice in a boundaryless way, nice in like a comfortable way, mm-hmm. and I feel like I have gotten increasingly comfortable with who I am as a person and that's made it a little easier and I think it like reads less as too nice and more just like if you're and you also kind of like this is what you're signing up for mm-hmm. I'm like a, a a a very soft man with the posture of a croissant <laughs> <laughs> so like that's it's like if that's not what you're into if you're not into like a very gentle person who's like also a, a wise ass um yeah then it's like that's it's okay that I am not for you and yes. and that's it's been that way and uh so like i think being nice but like having a sense of like this is who i am and it's like i don't need this other person right if if i'm nice and they're not into it that's like okay because i'm sufficient that's well, great that's just healthy yeah you, know, you like, sound incredibly healthy you know not if you don't want me i don't want you either that's not okay. saying i don't want but it's just it's okay yeah it's I'm not okay that, it you, that you don't have the same interest and, and i right. it's like he trusts the process of his life yeah mm-hmm. you're not like i'm doomed you sort of it sounds yeah. like you see this whole you've like leading up until maris is that her name yeah yeah leading up until her it sounds like you were just sort of like, okay, well, that didn't work out. That's all right. It's not I, like this is the end of my yes. life. I got a lot better at that. I had like breakups, and, you know, like you do when you're like in your teens and your, excuse me, 20s, breakups that are not like, they don't alter the course of your life, but they feel like they're going to. Mm-hmm. And I like just had less of that as I got older where I was like, man, this is really sad. Like we, but I also got better at being like, well, the time we spent together was very worthwhile. And, like, it's okay that we're not together now. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just trusting that it's just going to work out the yeah. way it should and, and reflecting on your life and realizing. I was talking to someone last night who's going through a pretty bad breakup right now. And um, and I've seen him go through other breakups. And I reminded him, I go, I, and I had forgotten about it, but I was reminded of it watching how sad he was. I was like, I've seen you this sad. I was like, remember your last breakup? Yeah. And he was like, yes. And I was like, and... You got like remember that the it passes. Yeah, and that you are so grateful for that breakup now because it led you to this girl that you're now upset about. Now, I mean, can't you see? Can't you project into the future and know that that this could literally this every happen. rejection I've ever had and every rejection anyone's ever had leads to a million things that wouldn't have happened had that not totally. happened. And I just it's so hard in the moment to know that, but it is good. And I feel really grateful that like the really painful breakups in the past ha- were like. You, I can look back and be like, oh, I like that's not a person that I wanted to be. I could have 
been compatible with forever or like even longer term than we were and like now I'm with Maris who's my wife and I love her so much and I'm like we're so compatible and I like just like love being with her every day and it doesn't like I think I, I uh, if she left, it would certainly destroy me. But uh, everyone, yeah. else, you know. <laughs> Can I ask, how did you know when you wanted to marry her? The rubric that I developed, which is so fucking hot to say. Um, <laughs> just like nothing gets people horny like the word rubric. But like a thing that I tried to ask myself in relationships as I was like more of an adult is like, do I want this person around as much as possible? Mm-hmm. And that was that was it. It was like I just want to be with her as much as I can. Like I, when I'm when I'm hanging out at home on the on the couch and like working, it's like nicer when she's there. Yeah. And when I'm like going out with friends, it's like more fun when she's also there. And like going to movies, like all that stuff. That's the, great. Yeah, it's so. That's the rubric. It's that so is it. great. It's the rubric. Yeah. yeah. That was Monday's show. Welcome back. Heading into Tuesday's show, I'm walking around my gate, my Southwest gate, taking a Southwest flight to St. Louis. I'm so excited to go home, see my dogs, who I gave away over a year and a half ago. They're not my dogs anymore. I doubt they're even going to... Luigi might not even let me sleep with him. I am going to take him from my sister's house and have him at my parents' house with me in my old childhood bedroom. And I will force him to sleep in my bed and snuggle with me. Um, Yeah, I'm going to force him. Um, he doesn't have a choice and I will not ask for his consent. So yeah, deal with that PETA. Um, no, I'm so excited to see Luigi. I'm so excited to see Marion. I'm so excited to see Poppy, my niece, my little um, niece who was born in May six months ago. I know it was six months ago because, um, May was the last time I had sex. And Joe Rogan asked me that yesterday when I had sex last and it was May and he added it up and it was six months ago. So that's nice. If I just never have sex again, I'll always know how old my niece is because it's the same age as my born again virginity. Oh, I need to get laid. And you guys know me. It ain't going to happen unless I have a boyfriend. Just ain't going to happen. And by the way, I could always be convinced. Always could be. I might throw that in the fucking. I, I literally like. I have all these rules for myself when it comes to sex and dating, but I would, if I, if you get me horned up enough, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do whatever I want to do, but it hasn't really been hard to stand by these rules because no one gets me horned up enough. No one. I've got a lot of slides from guys. Um, when, after my Joe Rogan appearance, they want to teach me jujitsu. They want to go down on me. They're young. Because I talked about dating young guys on Joe Rogan's podcast and a bunch slid in yesterday. I mean, I got a fucking high school in my DMs. Jesus Christ. Very flattered. Very flattered. All of age, but, um, you know, young. And um, I'm 35. And it feels weird. But who knows what I'm going to do. Stay tuned. Stay with the podcast. Things are going to be interesting this year. I'm forcing myself out of my comfort zone. And I'm going to start dating again. So. I just need stories. I need some life experience. And um, and my vagina is atrophying. So it's going to happen. Anyway, speaking of um, sex, um, I hung out with two female comics, friends of mine. So hilarious. Carlisle Forrester and Leah Lamar. I posted them on my Instagram story today. Clips of theirs. Because I really want these girls to be working. 
So if you are listening to the podcast and you're someone who runs a comedy club or has any connections to get people stage time, these are two women that um, should be working regularly, hosting, featuring, whatever you can give them. They deserve work. Um, and I try to give them as much as possible. At least Carlisle, she opens for me a lot. Leah, I got to fit her in. It's just like I don't have enough stage time to give away with Andrew opening for me everywhere. But I'm, my point is these girls need stage time. They want to get better. That's the only way you get better as a comedian. And I'm really upset because last night we all hung out together. And they were both individually hanging out with me. And then we all came together. We didn't. They don't talk every day. Because if they did talk every day, they would have realized sooner than last night that both of them were being text messaged by a guy who runs a couple comedy rooms. He's the booker for them. And he's dangling the same gig in front of both these women. It's like they it's like when two girls hang out and they realize they're fucking the same guy and they're like, that's scumbag. These girls both realized that they were being um, asked about hosting for the same weekend of shows at the same club. Um, which you can't have two hosts on a show. So this guy was dangling a gig that both of them, neither of them maybe could have gotten, but he was waiting to actually confirm the gig with either of them until he figured out which one was going to fuck him. And it was very clear from the text messages that that's where it was going. It started off very professional. Um, send me a tape. This is a great club. It's a great weekend to work. Glad to have you. And then it moved to a smoke show like you needs to, it just got sexual and gross. And it was like he was grooming them to then kind of trust him. And then he, then he started being sexual. And it was so disgusting. And both of them were trying to be nice because they want to work. And they were trying to, like, ignore it and brush it off. And I had to, like, kind of shake them. Because I've needed that, too, in the past. When, I've, when I was starting out in comedy, men would want to have sex with me. And so they would try to book me on things and they would be professional at first and then it would get sexual they'd slip in little comments here and there very innocuous that didn't feel safe and then eventually it would lead to them like you know straight up being really gross and you put up with it and it's like even at the slightest inkling of that shit now I shut it down and so yesterday I took my friend's phone and I just texted the guy lose my number please because he was being disgusting um he was talking about a past ex of hers who he had heard she had done stuff with and was like, I like what you do. Maybe he could pass the baton to me, like referring to her as a baton. It was disgusting. So then later on in the night, I find out that this guy is doing this to two of my friends. And I snapped. I got their permission, Leah and Carlisle's permission, because they didn't want to at first because they want these gigs. And they were like, it's OK. And I go, no, it's not OK. I'll give you some gigs. I'll shout you out on my podcast. I'll get you work. So give these girls work because this guy fucking sucks and he runs a lot of rooms and he's disgusting. So give these girls work. Carlisle Forster, Lee Lamar. I wrote the guy and I go, stop dangling gigs for female comics while also trying to fuck them. Just stop it, please. That's all I said. I woke up this morning to paragraphs upon pair. I mean, he's still DMing me and I'm ignoring all of them. I don't care. I don't want to hear an excuse. I saw what I saw. There's no excuse. This guy is obviously doesn't know what he did, did was wrong or he thinks that he's innocent. He thinks he's calling them crazy, you know, all the same bullshit, but I'm sick of it. And you know what? When I see it, I'm calling it out. I'm going to make you stop and I'm going to make you think about what you've done. And I'm not going to stand. I'm going to stand up for these girls because, you know, I'm, I'm in a position now of power in comedy where um, I feel I feel powerful enough to be able to stand up 
to these guys because I haven't always. And these girls definitely don't feel that way. And not that, not because they shouldn't, but because, you know, they're up and coming comedians. No one knows who they are. These guys can take advantage of them. And, 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 and they were, and you know what what this causes? It's not like hurt. Like, Oh, I'm not going to get to go on stage. Both of these girls were so fucking angry. We were all so angry it costs anger because when a guy takes advantage of you and doesn't give a fuck about you and just wants to fuck you and use you, this guy didn't even watch their tapes. I'm sure he's worthless. Um, and they work so hard on their comedy. These girls take it really seriously. They're both so funny. They're going to eclipse me in fame and, and notoriety someday. I'm just sure of it, but it's just, it's just, we were angry. And when a guy, touches your butt to move you in a crowded bar or touches the, my backside when we're taking a picture at a meet and greet or says something gross like stay beautiful when they hold the door open for you like it's some sort of threat like if I don't stay beautiful are you gonna keep the door shut for me sir you know what don't hold the door I could open it myself I don't need your little comment stay beautiful I remember when that guy said that to me I was 24 I think And I've been working every day to stay beautiful for that man who held the door for me at Subway. Because if I don't, how am I going to get in Subway? But every time, every one of these little tiny rapes happen. They're tiny, tiny rapes. And I don't mean to marginalize rape by saying that. But it's just, it's on the spectrum of rapey shit. It causes anger. It's not sadness. It's like this fucking anger that you just... It was just an interesting feeling to see all of us get so angry yesterday. So it's not healthy. We need to address it. We need to, you know, we need to call it out. And I'll call it out. So if you're a girl out there who has some slimy-ass dude trying to fuck you and dangling stage time, DM me and let me know, and I'll put a stop to it as best I can because I'm sick of it. Let's get to Tuesday's show. I got to board my plane. Um, Tuesday's show was... Again, Leah Lamar and Carlisle Forster, they're the best, and they did not want me to even... I got their permission to talk about it on the podcast, but they did not want me to d- blow this up. They're not looking to, like, cause a Me Too movement. They just want to work. They just want to work. Um, okay, let's see. Tuesday's show. Okay, let's get into it. Um, Anya Marina... Ian Fidance and George Resch, a.k.a. Tank Sinatra on Instagram. You should follow him if you're not already following him. He has millions of followers. But they were all in studio, and we um, we were talking about texting versus phone call versus FaceTime when you're dating. Um, I don't even remember this conversation. This was such a good show. There was so much good content that day. But um, I love George Resch. What a cool guy. Listen to his show. Um, he has a podcast. It's like Filling the Tank or tanks on empty just go to tank sinatra on instagram and this guy is a meme maker he's a meme generator and he's fucking hilarious and he's also a stand-up comic but he's also a really woke ass dude i loved him george resh anya marina ian fidance tuesday show here we go the good point anya marina um, i killed a relationship hijacked my phone once Uh, even worse than will it was Will and Anya. Yeah, we and were they came up dream with, team. Oh, was I were, there that night? They responded to Nick Vial, who we were oh, having flirty true. banter. <laughs> and he said, I laughed really loud. I li- laughed really hard at your set or something like that. And, and Anya goes, I love a hard laugher. And then silence. <laughs> he ghosted her. As I he to, have. I wanted to get rid of him. Yeah. What do you say to that? Um, 
I don't know. I would have lost my reply job. Well, <laughs> oh, absolutely. She was fired on the spot. I was. But, but it was I my did bring it. I brought it back, I feel like, recently. Um, yeah, you guys have like you guys have been texting Maybe guys for me it. and helping me with texts to men and, and you've been killing it. The sad thing is is that um men appreciate really dumb Oh, God. So I have a, a question, a dating question. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm going back to you, by the it's way. Okay. Don't forget. You guys don't talk on the phone when you get like introduced to somebody? No. Excellent question. Great question. I yes, like it. I want Nikki to be talking on the phone more with these guys. Or I actually Got want it. her to have more face-to-face contact. She hasn't met a lot of them yet. What, with wearing a fucking earpiece talking to you? <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Cyrano. <laughs> you know? No, I just want to see these fucking guys. Fucking all impractical jokers. See, yeah. in the see if these guys can ca- be captivating in real life. Listen, I, I, I'm open to that. And um, but what am I supposed to? What do you mean? Like, what people would you suggest? Like, I you know, see the other day when one of these guys asked if he could FaceTime you. Yeah, I you know, it'd be nice to say like, <clears throat> sure. Um, or, I, would, I would draw the line on a FaceTime. Uh, with, we had, with, we had only been person. texting for okay. one yeah. day. My son uh, FaceTimed me this morning. I was like, fuck. I know, even that. Yeah, I don't want to FaceTime. Well, yeah. how about... Yeah. How you got to look at my face. I don't want to see I my know, face. I know, that's the problem. You got to look at your own face. But that's... Let me just... I've said this before in the show, but this checks out. Oh, there's Kevin Smith. Um, uh, guys who like to FaceTime often are narcissists because they like looking at themselves. Sure. Yeah, and I didn't know that. I was just like, "Oh my god, he wants to get to know me." And then I was like, "Oh wait, look at his eye line." Well, you could mm. write back that I'd love to talk on the phone. I can't Facetime right now, but I'd love to talk on the phone yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, phone talking is great. I know. Because I then just... you can hear their energy and their intonation and get to know eighty percent of what they're going to be like. Absolutely. And it's so like, oh wow, oh everything's flying quick. <laughs> what are you on? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. So I couldn't sleep last night. My cat kept me up, so I got like five espresso shots in my coffee. Everything's flying jacked. quick. I don't know yeah, what yeah, that yeah. means. Because you got to respond fast in a text. You take time Absolutely, to respond, and so you got to be on the ball. And then you get off the phone, and you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah. Absolutely, you know? you're and so yep. right. You're like, I had to turn down my headphones because. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. Cat. The voices Sorry. in your head are screaming at me. Really? I got a lot going on. Yeah. No, you're amazing today. I love your energy. I'm just giving you shit. Um, no, it's, you're right. The phone The phone becomes immediately so much more intimate than texting, and you're absolutely right. It is, it's an immediate back and forth. You don't have time to, I don't have time to open up my notes and draft a text yep. and send it to my friends and then analyze his and make him wait yep. and have the little bubbles come up and have them go away and watch his little bubbles come up. Wow. It's all like It's very, almost like it's natural and not manipulated. Um, I'll tell you off air why I don't think it, I, 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 well, here's the thing. I'm glad the other night when this guy tried to FaceTime me that I did not engage yeah. with that because it was it felt too soon. Yeah. I didn't feel comfortable. Like, if I would have wanted to, I would have done it. But there are sometimes I feel like it, 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 this is what I'm compl- always talking about in therapy and I never have the answer for it. Am I, should, everyone says trust your instincts. If it doesn't feel good, go with that. When do you go, but are my instincts um, me being f- uh, are, are my instincts me being s- afraid? And should I fight those instincts to challenge myself? So Excellent people go, question. people go, just be yourself and do what feels nice. And then other times it's like, challenge yourself, uh, you know, and I don't want to keep doing, com- you know, repeating the same patterns in relationships. So part of me goes, am I feeling turned off by this because I'm scared or am I feeling turned off by this because I'm actually turned off? And that is a constant, I will never have the answer to it. 
I might never have the answer to that. Does that make sense? Yes, I just had that in the last relationship I was in, and a friend of mine recently berated me because I had not enjoyed the first kiss with this person, yet he was great in so many other ways, and I thought, you know, I've been picking all these kind of bad dudes. Why don't I choose a good guy who's nice, he's texting me after every day, I'd like to see you again, let's go out next week, he pays for me, he makes me feel great, but like the chemistry wasn't there, and I'm like, just give it time. A lot of my friends said, like, yeah, give it give it a few more dates, yeah. maybe. Classic. And then we we did end up breaking up. Classic good guy. Like, yeah. he's a good guy. He's treating you well. Stay with it. Which but, I don't think is bad advice. Yeah, but. and I just thought, and it, you know what? I'm glad I, I stuck it out the eight weeks. That's <clears throat> not too much of my life to lose. <clears throat> really not bad. I've wasted years before with people. And there were, like, you know, seven or eight red flags. And I was like, that's enough Whoa. red flags for me. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, or chemistry we, you cannot you can't create. It's just you have to yeah. figure out if things that are going to hurt you are getting your chemistry going. If that's the case, if like negative things point. get you excited, then that's something to look at. Yeah, you can't change a Bunsen burner when the chemistry yeah, doesn't work. Right, George, I think you're absolutely right. I feel like if you huh? and. No one knew what that meant. That's what you use in chemistry. You, you ever take chem? You can't oh, just use it. chemistry terms and then talk about romance. Yeah. You can't get a paramecium to. Sometimes you're trying to analyze things through an electron microscope and you zoom in too far. Okay, guys, I just, um, that was Tuesday's show. I got to get to Wednesday's show fast because I'm on a plane and they keep making announcements. It's boarding and it's really annoying for you guys to hear that. So Wednesday's show was Matt Fultron, Andrew Collin, and Nate Craig. Nate Craig is getting married next week or in next month. And I'm always interested to hear how people met. Oh, shut up, you dumb bitch. This is how Nate Craig made his wife, met his wife, and it kind of blew my mind. I'm sorry I called the woman talking a dumb bitch, but, like, kind of a dumb bitch. Enjoy the show. Wednesday show, Nate Craig. How he met his wife, Matt Fultron, Andrew Collin. I don't know. I'm learning from all of these stories about... I can't wait to tell the story about how I meet my wife. Here we go. I want Greg Fitzsimmons. Marriage. I don't know. I don't know his wife, but he's, I know Greg. That's that's a good relationship. They've been married a long time too. Yeah, and he still like you know sexualizes her and is like, I threw a move on the wife last night. Like he still like talks about her like she's like slutty and like <laughs> just like so <laughs> like, he like just met her. Yeah, it's hot. I I love that. Um, Howard awesome. Stern and Beth. I I want their relationship. So there's examples of it, but truly I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So you never know. Yeah, you never know. I mean, you just gotta go. You just I want gotta, what you have. You just I gotta really work like for somebody. This. I mean, my whole reality got turned upside down. I met somebody that I was like, oh my. And well, first of all, we also made it through a hard a, time. We made it through some bullshit where we kind of neither of us were were serious. We did, we just neither of us thought that it, it was going to happen. Mm. And so were you after, together or were we, you just we fucking were around? just fucking? And then and then it was like it became like yeah, but I but let's fuck and drink a bottle of wine and cook dinner and then spend the half of the next day together. And then it was like oh. How? I'm out of town for two weeks, but then when I get back, I for sure we're gonna do that, right? Yeah, we'll do that. And then it was like, and and then it it it, it would go like we wouldn't communicate because we weren't you know friends yet or whatever, and then it, and then we were communicating when we weren't with around so it each was other. Just sexual. It started out just sexual. Just sexual, yeah. Did you meet? Tell me again how you met. I followed her out of yoga. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and how Shit quickly were up. you guys banging? Um. Well, no, she had a boyfriend, and mm. then I was, and then well, no, I. I asked her what her name was, found her online, boyfriend was in the profile picture, didn't fuck with it. Yeah. Like eight eight 
or six so, six months later, I was like, "Hey, you guys should come." I had a Fourth of July party. I was like, "You guys should come to my for bring your bring your guy come. It's awesome." Because at that point, she was just the chicken yoga that I saw. Yeah. The and moral was, of the story is, it's okay to stalk someone if you're good looking. Amen. Right? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> hey, I, it, it, I'm not gonna say it wasn't creepy. I'm not gonna say it wasn't creepy. And so, as soon as you saw that she was not in a relationship, didn't wanted no part of it. As soon as yeah, you you wanted no part of it. Wanted no Wait, part of it. Tell me again how you got, eventually got together though. Um, I invited her and her her to my Fourth of July party. I said, "Bring your boyfriend." She's like, well, "I actually don't have a boyfriend right. anymore." And then that was it. Boom, off to the races, yep. and you banged that night. We bet. No, she came to the party with her friends, and then mm-hmm. I was like. Uh, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm going to be cleaning up. I'll make you dinner and we'll drink. Uh, that's know. a date. That's a date. Do you see the genius of this man? Though? That's a date. He proposed on July 4th too. I did. Am Cute. I getting this right? Yep. Cute. It is. Good you job, also buddy. made her clean up on your first date. <laughs> <laughs> Real nice of you. It used to not Come coming and cleaning my up. Carpet. Yeah, yeah. Did she, um, <laughs> was she into you after let's, that? Hey, let's watch you. Did she want to be more than that? I mean, was there a time where you were like, ah, uh, easy? Or were you both on the same page of like, we just fuck each other when we can and it's casual? I think we both knew we liked each other. I mean, we both were- but Was she waiting by her phone, waiting for you to call, be sad when you leave town, stuff like that? I mean, I claim that she was now in f- for fun. Did you feel any kind of pressure from her along the way to like be more than just fuck buddies? At one point, she, there was, yes, there was, you know, you reach moments as if the relationship gets more and yeah. more. You get, you're just closer. You just know somebody better and, and so there's more at stake really just by virtue of- But your- I'm wondering if she was the one to bring it up or if you were because the way you presented it initially it was just like, oh no, I, I, I wanted to see her more. Were, were you were she you did. the she, one that was like- No, she did. No, she did. She she was like, she was like, I, she came to my house, we sat down in, the, in my kitchen and she was like, I think I get the feeling that you don't care about this at all. Mm. And I was like, all right, um- because, in a sense, she was right. I, w- I was keeping her at arm's length just because I f- I was like, this chick deserves everything she wants. I'm not prepared to give that to her. I will I will I will pull the shoot. Yeah. If I if I have to to keep this girl from from being a fuckboy in this girl's life. Yeah. yeah, but you were on acid, dude. Well, no, that didn't. <laughs> that didn't. I mean, that did, we didn't take acid. I love that her. because, she, but, listen, listen to what he's saying, women that are listening. Is it a timing thing, This though, woman you... showed enough virtue and showed enough um, self-respect, and he respected her enough and knew that she was her own person, that he didn't want to be a fuckboy in her life, so he was willing to either, he knew that he had to either commit or let her go because he, when a guy is willing to remain a fuckboy in a girl's life, he doesn't respect her. He doesn't. Um, think she has much virtue. Clearly, Nate uh, saw this woman as someone who could have anything she wants in life and could get it. And you, um, there's something to be said for that. When a when a woman um, fucks around and is like, and if a guy mis- mistreats you, it's because he doesn't like care about you. And so you were willing. The second you thought you might be mistreating her, you or she might get her feelings hurt, you're like, I'm going to I'm gonna leave. Yeah, I would rather have no longer enjoyed her company and all the wonderful things that came with that than disrespect her. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So then what did you decide in that moment? Like, it sounds like you were going to take a step back. I was like, okay, listen. I mean, we went through some shit. Like, she saw, we were, she saw a text she shouldn't have seen yeah. from like some fucking chick that I hadn't 
fucked in like months out of yeah. nowhere. It was like on a Sunday afternoon. This chick didn't get laid that weekend. Was like, I'm naked. Come over now. I was like, oh, fuck, get the fuck out of here. Oh, we were reading. A, we were God. reading a, an article on my phone. Oh, dude, it was airplane awful. mode, baby. It was awful. <laughs> it was awful. And oh. I was like, and and then and then and then she, and then she. But it was like we were non-committal. She wasn't asking anything. She, she's very much a selfless, uh, honest, self-aware objective woman all right moving right along i'm still on the tarmac they're making announcements all the time i want to get this done before that db talks again remember what that stands for i feel bad i called her a dumb bitch she's just trying to do her job and so am i this is a goddamn job moving right into thursday's show it was so fun carlisle's forrester matt rife comedian matt rife comedian model Matt Reif, go look at him on Instagram, ladies. This guy's sliding into my DMs, trying to um, take me out. I don't know if he's trying to take me out, but he's he's into me, and it feels nice. He's so hot. He's so cute. I'm entertaining it, but he's young. He's 24, and we talk about that. Um, but it was so much fun with them. Regardless, I just love both these uh, guys because they were just... It was just the best show yesterday. I was in L.A. I came here just for the day to do Joe Rogan's podcast later on and um, had a lot of fun with Matt Reif. Oh, this dumb dick. Shut up, pilot. Shut up. No one needs to hear the temperature in St. Louis. No one needs to hear the direction of the fucking wind. No one cares. Stop talking. We get it. You're a pilot and you feel powerful. Stop it. Okay, good. He listened. Anyway, this is Matt Reif, Carlisle Forrester, talking about um, older ladies dating younger men. Relevant. Whenever I have a strong reaction to something that makes me like Chappelle's joke about there's no such there's yes. no such thing as good thirty six year old pussy. <laughs> both both Glaze and I were very triggered Every by that. Every girl near that age felt that hard. I'm and like, you know what? Oh, so poignant, poignant comedian, as huh? Someone, <laughs> oh, the great, oh, the goat, huh? Oh, as someone I who only so, dates thirty five and older, I, I have to disagree with what? this. Thank you, Matt. Will you <laughs> make a special? I was just called so thirty five year old pussy. Yeah. I had to yeah. fucking calm down. But I was very triggered. But it was because you're insecure about aging as a woman. It's like it comes from you. He's yeah. not the problem. You know, like whatever sets you off, you got to look inside yourself. Totally. And and I acknowledge, like I didn't want to watch the rest of his special. He pissed me oh, off. I, I was annoyed. Off. I turned it off. I was just like, this guy doesn't like women. I'm sick of it. But it really, it's like I don't like myself. I should be able to hear that and be like, ah ha ha. So it's it's my issue. Yeah. And um, if you have a problem with anything, it's normally your thing. Um, why do you only date women over 35? You're how old? I just turned 24. Okay, Matt, <laughs> well, why? I asked you about this on stage also. I was like, why are you funny if you're so hot? Why do you date older women? It's just a maturity thing, especially in L.A. Like, I feel like... In LA, girls around my age are just like, what club can I go to? The Whose table can I be vapid. at? Which celebrity can yeah. I fuck? And like, I'm just so not about like the LA lifestyle. Like, I want somebody who is either just not into it or has like already got that out of their system. You have you ever dated your age? No, my my first what? girlfriend, I was 17. She was 19. So it's it's only like two year gap is like Whoa. the minimum it's ever been. Wow. Okay. Um. That's so interesting. What What's your relationship with your mom? Can I dissect this? Oh, great. Yeah. Do you have a couch I can lay on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. It's get comfortable. In the corner. It's fine. Like, yeah. Kick your feet we, up uh, right there. That's. I'm not like. She's single mom. Uh. She, yeah. Your yeah, dad split much. early. 
Uh, my dad passed when I was like two. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. It's so long ago. It's like it yeah. didn't happen. Um, I'm sorry I did that. It's okay. I'm sorry. I it's all right. I don't fucking. <laughs> when people say I'm sorry when someone passes, I'm, I always kind of laugh in my head because it's like You're I bad. didn't do anything. <laughs> Why am I sorry? But no, I, I'm. Uh, yeah, that's that sucks. So he passed when you were little. It was like you and your mom. Did she like remarry or? Yeah, she uh, remarried my stepdad when I was like five, and he and I like never got along. Oh, like from shit. day one, he was really? like he was like the cartoon stereotypical like alcoholic abusive stepdad like Fuck. trailer trash yeah like we just never clicked ever so i mean my mom and i were still with him close no they divorced like a year and a half two years ago something like that And so you don't know him anymore no i haven't spoken to him since i like moved out basically which oh yeah which i think he was just as excited as i was so you feel betrayed by your mom for choosing a man who you didn't get along with a little bit you there must be something there i mean how could there not be right so that sucks. I'm but cry. you st- yeah, yeah. You broke but it the fuck down. It's it, it it's a it's a thing, but we all our parents aren't perfect and they love us, but they make decisions that hurt us. But it's not like it's not a maternal thing. Like I, I I have a huge problem, like not in oh, like yeah, a you control have, way, it's but not like, like a mommy thing. No, it's never like oh, I want to be taken care of, swaddle yeah. me, pay for all my shit. Like I, yeah. no, I I I would hate that so much. But it's are you just... very close with her? No, not really. Oh, okay. No, I mean, uh, yes, like uh, it's it's so difficult. My life you are now, like Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> Am I tweaking right now? Is it showing? Um, I, I don't I don't know what it is. You to can't be trace it. Do you go to therapy? I did for a little bit, but then mm-hmm. my therapist straight up ghosted me. Shut and up. like I was going for like I was going for like three or four months and like now I don't wanna start over. I'm yeah. like, Oh, you should have heard the shit I had to deal with like three years ago. Like <laughs> it's it's so much I'm like, I'll I'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah, do you OD. work on yourself? What do you do? Um I mean, I've just got a good group of good group of friends and um working out and stuff and like playing sports helps because mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. Kind of relieve your stress that way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is like Carlyle's dating a, a younger guy. How much younger? How young? He's. We don't he's need a, to say his age because yeah. then I'll, but how much younger is he than you? Uh, he's nine years. Nine years. That's nothing. Yeah. You guys are practically. <laughs> twins. Okay. Nothing. That's so much for for a woman Wait, and a, a woman to be for a man to be older. Nine years ain't nothing. That's like normal. Uh, but eight, 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 okay. Yeah, eight. Um, <laughs> I remember my grandparents were ten years. My mom and dad are five years apart. But like the guy's always older. Um, and that's just like generally the way it is. What um, had you ever dated younger before? No, and I don't know why, but I can't believe it's, that I didn't figure this it's out. It's better, it's right? So much better. It's so much better. Why yeah. is it better? Because you don't date younger, so why should we? No, he's saying. A younger guy and an older girl. Yeah, because like, I'm not gonna die soon. You know what I mean? Like, we, well, we that's can, like... exactly what I thought about too. Is like he's gonna be there to support me on my deathbed, probably, <laughs> because I'm not gonna have children. So that that was a an actual fear of mine. You're gonna like, kill yeah. yourself gonna on take... a bed. <laughs> and I feel like stamina is like also like a real thing. Like I have no job to go to tomorrow. So like, I have nothing but time to fuck you again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's a good point. Yeah. Totally. Um. All right. This is all checking out. That was Thursday's show, and we're at the end. But because I had to rush through some of these because I'm on a plane, I'm going to give you guys a bonus clip. It is from Monday's show. Rachel Lindsay, who is one of the Bachelorette contestants, and met her husband on The Bachelorette. They got married two years after their season. They lasted two years, and they're just newlyweds. That show works. They came into studio to talk about their relationship and... Um, 
just it's I whenever bachelor people are coming through the serious studios I always want them to stop by and we got to talking about um, one of my best friends Nick Vial if you follow the show you know my relationship with him here's me talking about Nick Vial with Rachel Lindsay and her husband uh, Brian uh, Ab- Abasolo Brian Abasolo God they're such a cute couple goals 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 this is the relationship week on the pod and um, with that I will bid you adieu here's uh, the bonus clip Love you guys. Thank you for listening. Squirt, squirt, jackpot. It was such a good season. Thank you. And um, it was dramatic for us because we weren't sure how it was going to go. And then when when it was revealed that it was Brian, we were just like, oh, yes. Because normally the woman chooses the wrong guy. I know. For (laughs) once, it went the way that we all were hoping it would go. You were so, Brian, you were so um, loving and like... You just pursued her and you weren't, there was nothing bad about you and you were so transparent with your affection and how, and your intentions. So we were like, my sister and I watch and Nikki and I watch all the time and we were just like, it's not going to go our way. She's not going to pick him because he's, he's so great. You know, and they she's probably... gonna pull it. She's gonna pick a Jed. Yes, <laughs> I would never. You would never. But that's the thing. We trusted you. I yeah. know you were always. So, you were my you were favorite so bachelor. Agreed. You. Agreed. You were so. Your season was so fun, and it's it's hard. It's hard to beat that season. It's it's been a while since I've been that into the show. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was. So I wanted to ask you. Um, what drew you to the show? Why did you do the Bachelorette? Why know, did you right? do the? Why did you sign up, Brian? I mean, let's start with Brian. What What led you to be booked on this show? Honestly, I had no intention of going on the show. I was always a fan because with ex girlfriends, I would watch, and I'd be the guy making fun of these guys. Like, oh god, this guy has no charm, no game. He should go home. Like, I was into it. Yes, it's um, it's a great show, and guys yeah. that are resistant to it, no. just check it out, and you'll get hooked. Have you watched so really hard eye contact with me? Oh, I know. She's looking. Yeah, why, why are you not watching The Bachelor? Do you watch it? Have you ever watched it? I have watched it, and it's- I fully embrace the compelling drama. I just am never home at night because of stand-up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's but, like a social experiment. Yeah. Men, women, dating, you know, how and to act, real. how not to act. Yeah. And it's people that say it's fake. Sorry, maybe some of the situations that they're put in are, you know, exaggerated, and but the feelings are real. And that's yeah. why I love the show. It's so real. And that's why I'm always attracted to Bachelor guys, like ex-contestants. I love them. I'm always, like, waiting for them to slide into my DMs. Because, <laughs> and they have. But they oh, have. Really? Oh, yeah. We'll are you going to drop some names? Or? Yeah, Nick Vial. Oh! I got, I got, <laughs> are we surprised? Your ex. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. You, oh. you were on his season, right? I was. That was his season. I was. Oh, Oh my god! Oh my and you, god. how far did you get on his season? Three. I was number three. You were number three. Damn. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Nick. So, do we need to share stories off the air? <laughs> I mean, he's, he, does, yes. he wasn't I mean, into definitely. me. He wanted to start a podcast with me, Rachel. I thought. I thought he wanted to bang, and I was so excited. I thought it was my make a wish happening when he DM'd me. <laughs> you guys, could, you guys could bang and have a podcast. You could be like that's the what Fle- I said. You could saying. be like the Fleetwood Mac of podcasts. <laughs> This has been a Comedy Central podcast.